0: I can't believe I just woke up. I mean I got back from, from Pirates Bay uh on oh, Tuesday yeah. afternoon mm-hmm. at about two mm-hmm. and I I fell asleep in the car and I just woke up a half hour ago. <laughs>
1: That's so weird. So it's almost like there's something circadian going on. <laughs>
0: aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show drifting away from the too-beautiful-to-live dock like a damaged boat with a hungover dude hanging off the side. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude, the longest-running co-broken of LRB, coming to you from the Dear Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-host today uh, from the soon-to-be... Taken back from the government for unpaid property taxes from 2011 Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan. It's Meredith Boons over my hammy Van Harnham. Good morning, Meredith. Good
1: morning, Mike. You got most of that wrong, but that's okay.
0: Most of it. Okay. Yep. Uh, from Stick a Stick Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne.
2: Good morning, everybody.
0: And from middle-aged momish type studios in South Austin, it's Hillary, the H bomb Butler. Good morning, Hillary.
3: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I have the church
1: giggles a little oh, bit. So <laughs> <laughs> it's easy when you're trying to be quiet and not obvious.
0: As usual, we'll talk about our own business, then dive into a. Mm, recap of TBTL, but mainly just telling tales of ourselves and out of school about our loved ones. We'll keep some house and then let you know how to get involved. Uh, Who's on the business desk this morning?
2: I guess that's me, but I can't maintain this voice. (laughs) Can we get in the car? Can we leave the pub and get in the car where we can talk in our normal voices?
0: Um, Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's go.
1: (laughs) Amazingly good audio. All right, welcome everybody. Hey. (laughs)
0: Uh, We can talk freely now. There are no uh, potential murderers around us.
3: (laughs) Nobody Uh, could hear us talking now, so let's go.
0: (laughs) But we're still not going to talk about any anything.
2: (laughs) I I was already forming my plan to go onto YouTube and find some sound effects of car doors closing. (laughs) Tony (laughs) Woods. I, we got have a Foley artist I got with it. I got it. All right. Now that we're safely on the road, just
0: just no Foley catheters. Okay, uh, Fo- sure. Foley artism is fine, but.
2: <laughs> well, let's talk about the most important thing coming up in the LRB universe: the LRB picnic, Woo-hoo. Friday, July 26th, five p.m. I think we're gonna stay with Richmond Beach Park in Shoreline because we couldn't handle the jet lag otherwise. Yeah. Then. <laughs> Going to Pirates Bay Mm. would involve. Uh, We're still telling people, bring things that don't have sneaky meat in them, purely for Christy's benefit, so she doesn't get trapped into eating something that has chicken broth or bacon, although she likes
1: bacon, so. I used to kind of delight in accidental bacon when I was a vegetarian. (laughs) It's like, oh, darn. Oops. Oops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it wasn't my fault, so floor or whatever (laughs) it would be rude not to finish it though right i mean it's already there it's not gonna i don't want it to go to waste
0: yeah don't throw it away don't throw it away
2: no well uh
1: so picnic coming
2: up we would love to have everybody there i want everybody's baked goods that's it'll be a carb exclusive Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) picnic i can get behind that
2: and bring uh, all the different flavors of Doritos
1: and And Oreos
2: oh my god Oreo taste test
3: yes oh yes and actually green tea Oreos sound good to me I don't know I don't know why I was like "Ooh, that sounds kind
1: of (laughs) good are we gonna Um, do a live show from the have we decided that because we have the it sounds like we might have the ability to do that I don't know we haven't gotten that far in the planning I don't think I know, we've got a month and a half.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll see, we'll TBD. Help.
0: If nothing else, we'll do some crowd work. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, anyone here from Tacoma? <laughs> I'll talk slower. Ooh. Oh, shots fired.
2: <laughs> uh, Hillary, do you remember the
3: album? I remember the Alamo. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> like it was yesterday?
3: Like it was yesterday. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you're friends with me on Facebook, you already saw this, but I, um, my four-and-a-half-year-old as of yesterday, because yesterday was his half-birthday, I told him that morning. I was like, today's your half-birthday. Oh, oh, my God, she's expecting other people. Please not do this to him.
0: Please don't do this to him. And then Bridget's
3: eyes lit oh, up, no. and she was like, enraged oh, that no. it wasn't her half birthday and like it's in
1: august oh, you God. have it hillary coming. you created this situation you gotta <laughs> <it>, but- <laughs> yes i'm
0: not gonna feel sorry for anything that comes down after this
3: um <laughs> anyway he's been asking i don't know dave took him to camp mabry which is this i guess old or it's a base yeah. sort of that's up in north austin or central austin And they took him there, and
0: it's it's an active base, but they have a lot of cool stuff for kids to climb around on, like war war machines that they can imagine wiping out, you know, populations (laughs) exactly uh, Exactly. all over the earth. Um, so like I did when I was a kid,
3: (laughs) as Dave did as well. Um, so he learned something about the Alamo there and all of a sudden I don't know a week or two ago he said mommy there were more Mexicans than Texans and I'm like what and I thought he was just being like racist and I'm like what is he what baby there still are <laughs> and he said there's more Mexicans in Texas and I'm like trying to trace the four and a half year old brain and I'm like are you talking about the Alamo and he said yeah and I'm like yeah, there were, actually. So we kind of talk about that a little bit. Anyway, so we decided that yesterday I would... Bridget. Had, Dave's already taken Bridget to the Alamo, so I decided to take Rory to the Alamo, that we'd have a whole day down in San Antonio. And what's sort of crazy is it acts like I, I, act like I went on this great journey. Um, San Antonio's an hour and 15 minutes from my house. Like, it's not a big trek. I mean, it's down a really shitty highway, but it's, like, not a big deal at all. So... And also, my brother lives down there, so we went and we met my brother for lunch and uh, my niece, and then went to the Alamo, and actually, we had a really nice time. It was so hot. Like, I'm not ready for this kind of heat. It was like, I don't know what happened. It was like, it was 80 degrees, everything was great, and then all of a sudden, it's 100 degrees, and like, we're in summer, and it's miserable outside. So, we're walking around.
0: It was well over 100 heat index oh, yesterday. It was. No. You know I'm old because I use the heat index.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So I'm just like we're walking around. His face is turning red. I'm dripping sweat. I mean, we were disgusting. But anyway, I had booked a tour, uh, like a little kids tour, and we she you know talked about the Alamo, showed us you know all the important sites, and it was the Alamo is tiny. It's interesting because it's this old mission, but it's you know a little postage stamp, nothing, but it is interesting, but as she's talking, and Dave was so annoyed with me, as she's talking, I'm like in my head filling in all the actual facts, (laughs) like, well, the reason why we, you know, the Texas wanted independence is because, you know, they wanted to become part of the United States, and there was like a whole slave thing that U.S. wanted to you know, the Southerners wanted the Texans to come in so that they could have another slave state. I mean, I'm like trying to, Dave's like, don't say that. You can't say that to Rory. He's not ready for it yet. Cause I actually sort of started telling the kids about the Holocaust the other day. Ooh. And Dave's like, they're not ready for it. They're not ready for it. Um, anyway, so we had a really, really good time. The only problem is my son is a question asker, like constantly. All he does is ask questions all the time. And, and, He did that on the tour like seven times, like raising his hand. I mean, Mm. it was kind of cute because he raised his hand like he was in class. And he's like, um, 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 and then he's just like, where's Davy Crockett buried? And she's like, well, he's not really buried here. And it's because all the bodies were burned. But like, don't worry about it. Um <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he made a lot of comments. He was definitely like, this is less of a question, more of a comment. And I'm Uh-oh. like, no, no, put your hand down. Put your hand down. <laughs> um but we we had a really 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 good time and we were exhausted when we got back, but we had a, a really fun mother and son time and I don't know, Bridget and Dave went to go see like the secret life of pets too and then Rory was pissed that he didn't get to go and I'm like, I just took you mm. to the Alamo. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That was my day yesterday. <laughs>
2: that sounds fun. That sounds like a super fun day. It was fun. Despite the million degrees, it was it was fun. You did look slightly like you were melting in the photos. Yeah. Uh, but I but glowing was <laughs> Yeah,
3: exactly. That's how
2: That's how it was. That's exactly how it was. Uh, In uh, Meredith Media Corner, you have a media recommendation for people, correct?
1: I do. It's getting warmer in Michigan too, and this is my my blood has thickened already. Like I am, I'm going actually going to Dallas next weekend to visit my friend Jocelyn. Uh, my, one of Mike's favorite names, and her new baby. Um, she's uh, my best friend in Texas, for sure. Um, so I haven't met her, her new daughter yet, so I'm going to go for the weekend and probably just want to hide from that heat, because what I'm doing right now is hiding from the Michigan heat, the very mild Michigan heat, by watching Hulu. And um, I discovered this show a while back called Letter Kenny, and I haven't really heard too many other people talking about it so i wanted to put it out there that it's probably the best show i've ever seen in my life (laughs) it's wow it's incredible it's a it's about it's a canadian show it's about a, a a guy named uh wayne who lives in a small town in ontario it's about his family and his friends and it's just be it's kind of beyond description it's extremely strange um but hilarious and it's it's in English, but you need captions because it's, the script is like 100% wordplay. Um, So it's just, it's super funny. Mm. Um, It's, it's really well done. It's really smart. And it's one of those shows that you could watch over and over and over and catch new stuff each time because it's so dense um, with jokes. So um, I'm actually, I've gone through, there's six seasons, I believe on Hulu and I've, I've started over because I want to kind of watch it from a different perspective of having seen the whole thing. And I think there's new season coming out on Hulu. Hulu owns it now in October. So spend the summer getting caught up on Letterkenny. That's my recommendation.
2: Cool. So ha- are you finished with SVU
1: then? I'm caught up on SVU. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm yeah, not finished no. with it because it's still going don't on. Don't worry. Right? They're making more. So I check every, I check every day for, mm. for new ones, although it's, the season's over. So I don't know why I do that. Um, <laughs> but it's still, it, it got renewed for yet one more season. So there will be more episodes in the fall. It's like TBTL when
3: we're telling people they need to, you know, archive. Like it's always going to be going. Yes. I feel like it'll never end, it'll just Probably. keep going in perpetuity.
2: Yeah. And what's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> I can't think of Marishka Hargate in anything else.
1: No. no. Me neither.
2: And, and why should we?
1: She makes something like $400,000 an episode oh my god why would she quit I know it's
3: like it's like Ellen Pompeo I've read some articles with her where she's like you know I'm 50 years old like I'm not gonna get a movie role that's just not gonna happen so I'm gonna stay on Grey's Anatomy and I'm gonna make a lot of money for every episode and I'm like get it absolutely
1: I don't watch that show they they don't make her play a, a med student still do they no, you no, know. I think she's like, it's
3: so crazy though, because there are people that really, st- I mean, I watched it very religiously for three years, I think. And then at some point, three years is usually my maximum as far as like, in super being into something. And then I kind of petered off. But it is, I mean, it started when Dave and I started dating, which was 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It started when Grey's Anatomy, the book came out. <laughs> <That's my location. laughs> it was an adaptation originally
2: I find usually that four seasons to me is about as much as a conventional drama can sustain because after that it seems like they start sort of folding in on themselves character wise like the killer oh it's her brother and I'm like no the killer is not her brother what are you talking about that's what happened with Dexter it just got more and more ridiculous right there's all these personal connections because that's the only way that they can think of to keep it interesting and dramatic right with Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, well, how many more people can get killed in a helicopter crash? You know, <laughs> exactly. Didn't we have one two seasons mm-hmm.
3: ago? Um, the uh, I just saw that the Good Place is ending oh, after four yeah. years, which Perfect. like I'm sad, about, but I'm happy for them that they made the choice. It is the right. Because I think that's of time. so much mm-hmm. better and i know it's not a drama but it is like dramatic and i think that after a while we just they wouldn't be able to come up with any more scenarios they honestly no. wouldn't be able to that weren't like sort of silly yeah. um, like they
1: flipped it around already right. after the first season i was like well how are they going to keep doing this now <laughs> like yeah. i didn't yeah. understand how yeah. it could continue and they flipped it around a couple times and i think they've probably done all they can do
2: yeah it's like how long can you expect genius to last on that kind of yeah. a regular schedule yeah exactly good for them okay. all right mike has ideas it's been a while mike
0: it has but uh, i think i finally finally have a good one i mean i have ideas all the time i can't stop them they're just like boom 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 in my mind all the time um <laughs> but i think i finally have one that, that that y'all might like um and it the it started well I won't, I'll go back to the start in a minute, but last night, the reason I decided to bring the idea finally to you guys was, uh, last night I watched a star is born, you know, premiered on HBO. So, and you know, I'm (laughs) not going to rent it. So, um, so I watched the premiere on HBO and it was the first time I'd seen a star is born, uh, the new version. And, uh, I really liked it and I had some, you know, major issues with it. I had a lot of things to say. Um, Emily had seen it a long time ago in the theater with Cullen or something. So she wasn't watching it with me. And I was thinking, uh, I know someone who really has a lot of thoughts about this movie and I wish I were watching it with her. And that's, uh, Hillary Livingston Butler. Yes. And I was thinking it would be so fun to just sit here and watch, watch this movie with her, especially if I, if I'll I'll watch it, if I was watch had watched it a couple more times and could really get my thoughts together and then sit with Hillary and watch it so we don't really have to like respect the movie we can just talk over it. Yes. So, I was thinking about that and then it it brought me back to a few weeks ago when I when I started to have this idea was when I finally saw Mean Girls for the first time. It's a 15-year-old movie. I I probably just thought that I mean, everyone says how great it is, but you know, it's not for me because I'm just it's I'm not in the demographic or whatever. But the fact is the movie is so good it over it overcomes you know whatever whatever you know whatever biases you have, or whatever, like oh, it's a teen movie, it's a mm-hmm. whatever yeah. but when something's really well done, then yeah. you have to respect that, and then I watched it again yesterday, and then I was looking for a podcast to listen to, and I noticed that the rewatchables, which is the one that i I talked about on this show um was doing was they were doing um mean girls. And it was Bill Simmons, and he had two of his uh, women staffers who, you know, this movie meant everything to them. And I I haven't heard the whole thing yet, but they, I think they go on for like an hour and a half about, about Mean Girls. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be better, would it be, wouldn't it be more fun if I could just listen to them watch the movie? You know, because they've got these categories, and they do these things, and they're all over the place, and they go on weird tangents. But if they were actually watching the movie, I think they would more or less stay focused and they, and, and you could really, they could get all their points in. And I don't know, I, I just thought I would have preferred that. So my idea was just take a movie um, like, like Mean Girls or whatever, or Stars Born or something that, that uh more than one of us on, on this crew is passionate about. And then we just, we sync up, we turn on the movie with the sound off and then we just watch the movie together, and and make all our points, and make all our jokes, and and be jerks, and, and you know, Grease Two,
1: Grease too. Oh, Grease Ooh. Grease Two. Grease two. Can, well, I've never seen Grease Two. Can I participate? Of course. Okay.
0: Oh, I don't. But want how are you going to be gonna watch it without the? No, I could two. put the
1: captions on, I guess, or maybe I could watch it ahead of time.
0: Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, That's the thing is, is if you haven't seen the movie, then you probably want to throw the captions up there so you at least know what the fuck is going yeah. on
3: um i think it is a really fun idea there was sort of a version of um this it was not a podcast it was a tv show on bravo shoot i'm trying to think of what it's called the people's couch where they would watch Bra- i mean it's sort of like a snake eating its tail they would watch bravo shows and comment <laughs> on them. <laughs> and yeah. i found it endlessly entertaining like it well because they were actually funny like that right. you have
1: to be funny otherwise it's like just people Well, there's, there's plenty of shows where they're you know the doing com, you know track like tracks over movies right where like mystery science theater yeah kind of yes. stuff, yeah yeah yeah
2: but you do it with good movies instead of bombs like, right shitty stuff. <laughs> right. something movies, that you 2050s. actually like
0: yeah i'm sure it's not in any way an original idea but what i what i was thinking was um we are i don't know i i don't want to speak for everyone But I would like us to drift further and further away from TBTL.
3: (laughs) Really? I'm shocked. We're 20 minutes in and we haven't even talked
0: about TBTL yet. (laughs) (laughs) To start putting something in our feed that has nothing to do with TBTL. I mean, because at this point, our listener base is what it is. They're listening for us now. You know? I mean, nobody's just going, I got to listen to see um what they're saying about Luke and Andrew they're listening because we they they like our personalities or they hate us or wh- why they're listening i don't know i'm not sure but they are and so you know and and I, i'm sure they these shows would not get as many downloads because people say i i have i don't care about that movie i don't you know but it could also attract some new yeah listeners um you know you, mm-hmm. if you get a little just get it out there, and people are fascinated with certain movies and television shows or whatever, and they look for any content about it. I mean, we'd we'll probably get a lot of hate mail, <laughs> uh, especially once I start <laughs> spouting my opinions. Once like, we have the Natural I episode got, come up, everybody's oh my god, it was just yeah, the Natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people tuning in. It's like, oh, that's my favorite movie. Like, I'm gonna see what these people have to say about it, and then it's mm. just like two hours of me just fucking. Yeah, but we could
2: we could start a betting pool, over under on when Mike has the coronary. Oh
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I think until then, this is a really fun idea. That's
0: that movie. That that movie might end me. (laughs) That's the final episode. Right. Farewell. Uh,
3: No, I think it's an awesome idea. I mean, we have to come up with a list of movies. It has to be in this like. Then diagram of movies that you love, but are also kind of silly or not silly, like but just sort of uh, dumb or funny to talk about or whatever. You uh, saying I mean, we're not going right. to have a Schindler's List
2: episode? For our <laughs> Schindler's List no. Platoon.
0: We do like the yeah. Artist. <laughs> well, well, I don't know what you, whether y'all think. I I think it should have its own like theme song. It should have its own its own feel. You know, okay. not. I mean, it should go out in our feed. It can go out in our feed, but um, I don't think it's an LRB, you know?
3: We could do a sample episode on LRB and then go branch right. off into its own... Who
0: needs a movie? Yeah.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, who needs a movie?
2: <laughs> well, Mike, you you may have done it. You may have finally had an idea that we could, we could put into practice.
0: Okay, well, I have this other idea where instead... Instead of uh, instead of mixing um, mixing together tuna salad, you just feed mayonnaise to the tuna, and then they just come pre flavored.
1: Well, I guess that was the start and the end of it. <laughs> Dang, you had one.
0: It's cool. Good job. I had job. one. Yeah, it's on yeah. fire. Thanks.
3: Right, I think it's an awesome idea, we can. We could offline plan some for it. I mean, Grease 2 is definitely yep. on the docket, like 100%. Oh, yeah. Have
0: fun with that one. <laughs>
1: You're not going to join us?
0: No, not mm. going I'll, to. I'll listen. I think that'll be great. Because but... I like you guys. No, sorry. I hate listening to you guys. I forgot. Uh, wrong podcast.
2: Our job with the Grease 2 show then is to convince Mike that he needs to watch
3: Grease 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good.
2: I
0: I like me some Michelle Pfeiffer. Isn't that the one that she's in?
3: Oh, my God. She's so beautiful.
0: She's so beautiful. She's, yeah. Oh. She was my favorite actress for a long time. She's not doing anything anymore. No, she's,
3: doesn't seem she's been anymore. in some stuff, but it's like smaller. Or not smaller, but just stuff that you would not necessarily see. Okay. I saw some bullshit article online. I
2: think it was like sponsored content on Facebook that I got sucked into where it was like, 15 worst cast superhero roles that actually turned out to be genius. And he was, it was all about, like, we thought Heath Ledger was a stupid choice for the Joker, but then he was great. And they said Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. They're oh. like,
1: clearly the best Catwoman ever. And I was um, like, excuse what? me? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not into Anne Hathaway hate. Like, I think it's weird that people hate her for no reason. But she was not the best Catwoman. No. no no clearly clearly Clearly. weird
2: all right well we'll start some planning on this because i think it's good
0: awesome thank you guys
2: you're welcome we'll do a quick jam tracker update we had a donation from our premier science correspondent justina Tavarovsky. justina you have a great last name i just really enjoy saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tavarovsky. (laughs) <laughs> She's from acton massachusetts and justina says the tbtl thon made me realize that these days i mostly listen to tbtl to be able to fully enjoy lrb if i'm giving money to those dummies i certainly
3: should be giving to the smart <laughs> thoughtful and delightful people
2: oh. of lrb
3: <laughs> that was the best that was the best reasoning i loved mm-hmm. it yep. you're smart justina justina's our people yeah absolutely
2: we do this for I'm excited her. about her
0: her hometown of Acton uh is it is it Massachusetts or Maine? I <laughs> I, I forget the abbreviations. M
2: mm, A I don't it's confusing. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's get Dottie in here on that. Um but uh if I if I were in Acton, I would change my last name to Jackson so that I could say <laughs> I'm like Mike Jackson of the Acton Jacksons.
3: Sure.
2: I'm really disappointed it. in myself that I guessed where you're going with that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody saw that one coming.
2: <laughs> so thank you, Justina. You are Sound the effects best. over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's already.
2: go to a quick throw your phone before we get to the recap from Ross, who says, Unpopular opinion. I'm actually starting to like the three bell sounds. <laughs> I saw Ann faint. I heard her <laughs> faint. I felt it. <laughs> has anyone else experienced the Burbank effect, where sheer repetition has made this funny? Well, th- I mean, that's the definition of Burbanking,
1: yeah. right? I mean, th- I felt like that about um, uh-huh. American Pie. Yes, yes. It was du- It yes. was funny, and then it was terrible, and then it was funny again.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I you know I don't have a problem with the three bells except for that one of them is flat.
0: <laughs> he doesn't execute them very well. He, he really doesn't. It he needs to just get a wind chime so he doesn't have to rely on himself to to hit, <laughs> hit the all beads. the notes, you know? Yeah, just just rattle your wind chime like you're a fucking morning DJ and get it over with.
2: Um let's see Ross continues. Also, when the guys were in Laramie, they referenced a woman walking from Alice Springs to Darwin. I dug up her GoFundMe page and figured it might be the universe kind of adding value to the delightful but pointless road trip. If appropriate, can we give her an LRB bump? Yes, we can. I will put the GoFundMe link in the show notes. And unlike Bobby, when I say it, I (laughs) remember to do it. (laughs) Uh, And this this was the lady, uh, I forget the details, but she was doing the walk uh to raise money for her daughter who had cancer. Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah.
0: Do you think she would have taken the ride had they offered it cuz wouldn't that have ruined her That's fundraiser cheating. if they just exactly. drove her up to Alice Springs or whatever? Well, she hey, said get she in. Liked and then it. and then if she said she wouldn't get in, you know, I mean, that would have been weird. They would I if it were me I would have been like, "Why wouldn't you fucking get in? It's 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 a long ways." I mean,
3: because it's a fundraiser. I just went to the page and it's epilepsy is what the is what oh, okay. she's raising money for. Not Corrections Corner over here. Um Well God, if it's only epilepsy, <laughs> I'm not
2: doing it then. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. They they did say that she was walking in her fly net and I was like yeah, Ooh. That Sounds horrible. Nope. I would do a different <laughs> fundraiser, but I applaud her, so yeah. Thank you, Ross. I, I like your reasoning that that it would be a good way to make a point in a pointless <laughs> trip.
3: <laughs> yeah. And with that being said, should we move on to this week's TBTL? Indeed. First topic is throw another cliche on the Barbie. And with this, I I hope maybe we're wrapping up the Australia talk. Um, they did have the one last episode, the, you know, really extremely hyped episode live from the Pink Panther Pub in Larima. I think that that might be a slight misnomer because (laughs) I don't know what was, as Meredith put it before we started recording, it was live from the car as like the rest of the week was, uh, the previous week.
2: Well, there was a little bit that was live from the front yard of the Pink Panther Pub (laughs) away from
3: all the people. The whisper, 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 whisper. So embarrassed. We did. We did. And the crazy thing is about them being embarrassed, how many podcasts have recorded from Laramo? Or, like, live shots or whatever, you know, TV spots. I I feel like it's, you know, the 12 people of Laramo are extremely used to this by now. But anyway, they're them. (laughs) They get easily embarrassed by their silly job. So we heard, you know, a few seconds at the very beginning of, um, you know, somebody in an Australian accident accent, which is probably faked because there's a lot of Australian people that live on the West coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm dubious. But, um, anyway, I, that was sort of promising. I thought, Oh cool. They're going to talk to some of the people there and we're really going to have some like interactive. Well, except all it really was, was them discussing what had happened the night before when they had this great party in the bar at Laramie. And I'm like, I would have liked to be there for that. I thought that was the whole point of this, not just to hear about like your semester abroad, like a week later or whatever. It just seems like they're just recounting it instead of doing, they're not journalists. I don't hold them that to that standard, but what was the point otherwise? That's what I don't understand. And I know that some people really liked this episode more and it definitely had more action and the stories were more interesting about, that Andrew had with drinking with these guys, but I would have liked to have some interviews.
1: I don't know. I thought it was going to be like, okay, place me in Australia. I think this solidified the fact that this was, um, the point of this was for them to get a free trip to Australia. I mean, it was, (laughs) I mean, the only thing that they had to do to pay for it was drive
3: through like the shittiest parts of Australia, but um no offense australia
1: no shade if i could figure out how to scam a free trip oh, to yeah. australia <laughs> yeah. oh, I do it too. it's just that's what it was let's not pretend it wasn't
0: <laughs> i would have totally done that done that thing when uh you know like like when i flew up for the uh, for the dolly thing you know it's just like well uh, dolly's in seattle yeah and i from seattle and i love seattle so how about uh, y'all pay for everything, you know, pay for the flights in uh, the hotel while I'm doing my dolly thing, and then I'll stay a few more days. And they should have fucking taken that's advantage of that. Like, that's perfectly legit. And Qantas wrong can fly us home in another week, and let's go do some stuff, you know. Let's go do some cool stuff.
3: I, and that's legit, yeah. Like Meredith said, but you're also not producing content from that. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't... No. That's the thing that was disappointing to me, is it just seemed like... Again, like we said, there's just nothing, there was no reason for them to be there. I don't know what they did there except drive across. I mean, at least, you know, I was definitely disappointed last um, TBTL-a-thon that they didn't actually do the hitchhiking thing that they said they were going to do. But at least it ended um, with, like, this great celebration. And I think, you know, last summer I remember us kind of all being like, I wish they had done this. I wish they had done that. But then that last show at um, Jamie's house was was amazing. It, like, kind of, you know, made me tear up. And you're like, oh, this is what the community is about. Um, I'm not asking for somebody in Australia to have a chicken drawer, but like, (laughs) uh, but I don't know. There could have just been something, it doesn't have to be a listener event, but something just recording at the pub. I don't know. It just was disappointing to me. and I mean, it definitely was a little bit more lively, but it was disappointing to me. So, I don't know. And it wasn't live. I mean, it was as live as the other shows that they do. So, that was weird. Um, Anyway, so, I mean, I guess we just have to move on. We'll we'll be hearing with stories of Australia for, you know, years to come. Andrew's going to be catching up on his sleep for the next six months. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, but moving on, Luke saw a kangaroo, thank God, but was afraid it was luring him
1: over the hills so the mob could pounce on them. That's my favorite line.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a little bit self-centered. Does he think that He's kangaroos seen Jurassic are really Park. thinking about him this much? <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah,
3: they, they all like, alert, Luke's, Luke's here. here. Let's get Let's him. Let's get
0: <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, so dumb. I mean, I I think I would be sort of scared to see a a kangaroo very close. Yeah, I might back away. But yeah, it's
2: well, aren't they super? D- like...
1: Can't can't they just kick you in the chest and then you're dead? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So of of course. kangaroos are They're no joke. Scary. Yeah.
3: I mean, it really does seem like the as far as here and maybe where y'all are as well, the closest uh, analogy is is um, a deer. I mean, not that they're as, like, cool or majestic, but it seems like they're really... They get hit a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they kind of overpopulate the area. They're very territorial if you get in their area. But, like... But also, will probably run away if they see you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I told you... I think I said this one time. One time, Dave got chased by a deer when he was on a run. <laughs> he was like, oh! I know. And then it was, like, it started kind of charging after him. I think she must have just... or. The, I don't know. There was a, a baby involved, so they oh. get super protective of it. You know, their babies, and then started kind of <laughs> running after Thanks. Dave. Um. Anyway, I you know, they're I'm glad that they saw a kangaroo. I actually was thinking about that. If I went to Australia and didn't see a kangaroo, whether in the wild or just like out and about, I would be kind of disappointed. I would have been really disappointed if I didn't see a koala bear. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I really associate. But I wonder if that's more on the um prettier (laughs) like you need trees and eucalyptus for those things right so (laughs) another thing that i was disappointed on not to be negative but i really wanted to hear about darwin when i kind of google mapped my way through darwin it looks beautiful Mm -hmm. um and it is a different part of australia that you don't hear that much about because it's you know not sydney or melbourne or whatever but it looks so cool but i don't know i guess that was just their gateway to go back to um san francisco yeah, I mean, um, they
2: weren't originally even going to go to Darwin. That was that yeah. semi-last-minute change. So yes, yeah. maybe
3: they were just going to get some sleep and then go to the airport. Yeah, which, again, what what were they doing? I don't know. It's so weird. I like can't imagine driving from here to, I don't know, I guess Minneapolis is the kind of closest thing for me. And just being like, okay, and then turning around and coming back. <laughs> it just seems so weird. <laughs> Stopping in. Omaha. <laughs> I don't even know what's on there. I don't know. Des Moines. Um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'll do it. Some, one of the, this will be the lrb athon. Is <laughs> <laughs> Anne flies down here and then we drive back to Minneapolis. <laughs> 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 um. All right. So I guess on the plane back... It seems that they had one of those like quizzing kind of like it was a really, really nice airplane and they had, um, you know, probably a screen in front and you could take little quizzes, which I, I think when Dave and I went to London, they had one of those on our airplane or maybe when I flew Alaska. I can't remember. Anyway, there were one of the questions was about like. Like what song did Joel Dolce sing? I can't remember the exact phrasing of it or what was that where this lyric was in. Anyway, the song is called Shut Up in Your Face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I have never heard of this song, though it fits completely in that like early 80s timeline. But I've never heard it. Had had y'all heard it before?
0: No, I don't think so. I had heard it on uh, Dr. Demento. (laughs)
2: Uh, Italian-American stereotype novelty songs didn't have a lot of pull in the Twin Cities, Scandinavian-influenced area.
0: But Mike, you had heard it? Yeah, I heard it on Dr. Demento, which is not something I listen to regularly, but um, I think for a period of time, I think he was probably playing that thing every week. When he got something that resonated at all, he would play it a lot.
3: Uh, That's a that would be one of those where you're it's like mambo number five or something it's like when like (laughs) (laughs) which was really big when i went to europe like for study abroad and then i came back and it had traveled over here like it had made the leap and i was like no no. (laughs) but it kind of just gets stuck in your head constantly uh yeah it doesn't seem great but yeah luke is now obsessed with it and we do have a throw your phone from it from our beloved justina um she said, Holy crap, I remember that song. Everyone in elementary school would say, Shut up at your face all the time. So it did have some popularity in the US. I wonder, did Justina did Justina grow up in the Boston area? So I wonder if like there's I don't know, more Italians there and it's I don't know. I bet it was bi- it was big in Europe, so I feel like it's an easier jump to go to, to Massachusetts. Um that I'm fully speculating on that. Um And okay, the last little bit of Australia news, besides sleeping talk, which we'll get to later, um, they they explained that their bags were delayed getting to them. And it was sort of like they kind of like half mentioned it, like what happened. And they didn't understand that they had to retrieve their bags when they landed in the U.S. and then recheck them, which I'm like, this is the thing that they were very nice about it because... You know, the customer service person was appropriately, you know, like bowing to them. So they (laughs) were okay with it. Um, But they keep saying, oh, they they forgot to tell us that we had to do that. I'm sorry. It's your fault. Like, that's a known thing that you have to do. And I guarantee you they were told that and they just weren't listening. I guarantee it. I guarantee they were told that. But, uh, or when they were walking out the airplane, I'm sure they were saying like, go get your bags and then you've got to do it. Cause Dave and I had to do it when we landed, we, when we flew to Paris a few years ago, we flew back, we had to fly through Charlotte and we had to get our bags and recheck them.
1: And that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they come into the States, right? Like,
3: yeah, it's, you have to kind of go through it. Like this is your arrival city because they wanna make sh- I don't know, they wanna make sure you're not a terrorist or whatever. That's <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's something kind of silly, but like that's just the, the that's the standard procedure. And they were kind of acting like, well, I mean, she didn't tell us, but it's fine.
1: We like it was okay. And I'm like, Oh god, you just weren't listening. The whole customer service conversation was kinda yicky to some Ooh, of us. Yeah. We felt like they were just demanding that people bow down to them, like you said. And we've had, that's, I don't know, that's kind of been a theme in the past year or so where they just talk endless shit about people who are trying to help them. (laughs) Yes. And I
3: noticed because,
1: of course I did,
3: um, that the guy that, or the customer service person that was helping them that they really liked because he was so nice, he was really cool, was a guy. And I feel like if it had been a woman, they would have sent a tone toning i i just if that seems to be the the standard if it's like a especially if it's an older woman yep then it's like oh you know she was not very nice but it's like some young hip guy they're like oh he was so cool i mean good for the guy he seems like he's really good at his job but that's hard it's really and if oh I, my god i can't imagine working in that little like um You know, by the baggage claim, that little booth or the little room that you can go in to get your bags or ask about your bags. I cannot imagine working in there. That seems like a like a ring of hell. It is
1: the most miserable place on earth. It's got to be. It is. I mean, I don't like going in
3: there and I'm, you know, I try to be nice, but you're just kind of your hackles are up a little Mm -hmm. bit. I cannot imagine just dealing with and people who are way ruder, really alpha people that are like, where's my (laughs) bag? Right. Nightmare. Anyway, that's Australia. TBD, maybe. We'll see next week.
2: <laughs> Let's do a little bit of news you can use. Uh, I wrote down something about how eight kids won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. I was a little bit scattered this week when I was listening to TBTL. Um, I heard the story, of course, that they had an eight-way tie On the spelling bee this year. And so they think they're going to have to look at the process and maybe...
1: They ran out of words, I think. I mean, that
2: seems unlikely.
1: It does. But...
2: That they ran out of words. Maybe they ran out of prepared words. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I bet that's that's it. Because they have to do all the kind of background-y stuff.
0: I think what happened is it got too late. It was like super, super, super late. It's past their bedtime. And, and it was like a, you know, baseball game where there's a curfew It's like, we can't keep playing till five in the morning, guys. It's at some point we have to suspend this. And, and since you can't get, you can get major league teams back together to play, but you can't get all these kids back together to, to play it off. So they had to make them all champions. So um, they, they were, they were cool about it. They ever, all the kids seemed to really like it. So no big deal.
3: Yeah. I don't see any problem. I usually watch The spelling Me. Mean, I'm sort of mad that I didn't, but that, that's... Eight is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I can kind of see two or three, but eight... I, it, that's a lot of kids that are just really, really good at it. Well, the guys had some suggestions,
2: like ditch the language of origin and the other clues that they give to the kids. And, well, I... I feel like it'd be over pretty quickly if they didn't yeah, get the context right. clues <laughs> I
3: for sure but I mean that's I think that's sort of silly in a way because the whole point that's how you spell I mean obviously spelling is somewhat like memorization but mm-hmm. how you spell is using context clues you know of like oh okay and those kids are just really smart and they've studied yeah, that's, you the, know, that's Greek and partly Latin. what
1: they're testing them on yes. so taking yeah. that away seems weird
3: yeah it would really last about
1: (laughs) well it's like you know people my mom is really good at scrabble and people like oh you must know all the words and she's like no i just know how to play this specific game (laughs) you know i know some weird words now just from experience and i know where to put them it's not a game about spelling words it's not a game about big words it's (laughs) strategy
2: i have a pretty fraught relationship with spelling bee's From the year that I was in the third and fourth grade spelling bee, and I was in the third grade, and all the other third graders got knocked out right away. But I hung in there with the fourth graders. (laughs) Of course you did. And they did, they actually did run out of words, the prepared words that they had given us to study, so they started opening up the dictionary or whatever. And when I was prepping for the spelling bee, my mom said, if you win the spelling bee, I will take you to Baskin-Robbins, and you can have a triple scoop. And I was like, oh, like the clouds parted and the sun beat. The idea of having a triple scoop, oh my it just kept me going. It fueled my studies. <laughs> well, I lost. I think I was the fifth in fifth place. I lost on the word benefit because I mixed up the E and the I. Oh and afterwards I said to my mom, "Can we still go to Basket Robbins?" And she said, "No, Basket Robbins is for winners."
1: <gasps> no. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Your mom's is coffee is yeah. for losers, huh?
3: Yep. Yikes. <laughs> my mom's hardcore. <laughs> Seriously. There's no Minnesota nice in that one. Mm-hmm. That's just like, no. No. You fucked up. You don't meet the terms of the bargain, you're not getting the reward.
2: <laughs> Couldn't
1: you have had one scoop?
2: <laughs> I think we did go to Baskin Robbins, but okay, the triple good.
3: scoop was was out
2: of was gone off the table. I think you should, get, should
1: have gotten five for being fifth. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it eases the sting a little.
3: My whole life Ooh. revolved around ice cream when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I, I, I feel like everybody knows the word that they got out on. Of course, I know that mine was Colonel because I didn't ask. This is a problem. You have to ask.
1: Mm. The meaning.
3: I did not ask mm. the meaning. I thought it was, I wouldn't have gotten it even if I asked the meaning because I don't think I knew until I was um, not at like 13 that colonel was spelled colonel. Oh, yeah. I think I just read it as colonel. <laughs> Which
1: makes sense. It's a weird spelling yeah. of a word. It doesn't make any sense.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh,
2: well, speaking of ice cream, a second story in this segment is that New York City Parking Authority, I guess, um, made the decision to tow all the ice cream trucks in Midtown Manhattan that had unpaid parking violations. And so out of like 40 some trucks, I think only eight escaped the long arm of the law. They're they're (laughs) still on the run. And so what's a person to do? When you've won the spelling bee in Midtown Manhattan, <laughs> and you need a dribble scoop,
3: you can't go to a truck. There's only one. Eight. <laughs> um, I like am a really. I feel like we've talked about this. I'm a really, really confident um, driver and pretty confident Parker. It stresses me out thinking about driving and/or parking in New oh, York City. Horrible. I don't know why anybody would do it like one time Dave and I were going to drive from DC to Boston we ended up taking the train and I said you have to drive in New York I can't do it like I like I can't do it it freaks me out we drove
1: a moving truck in Manhattan oh my god to move a friend from Detroit to New York and it was awful I can't imagine I I would just think that the amount of stimuli there would be just impossible to track everything that you need to track it is. And it's, I mean, I feel that way about New York anyway. It's just too much for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Much
1: less yeah. when you're driving a huge truck in rush hour, of course. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I
2: just think that ice cream trucks should be exempt from <laughs> any parking restrictions. Yeah. They should be able to stop in the middle of the street if someone's flagging them well, that's down. That's what they do ice here. ice cream is serious. Yeah, well, they're more
1: desperate for revenue in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, but they'll just like, they'll do whatever they want. They'll pull up on your lawn. Nice. Mm-hmm because they recognize how important it is. It's ice cream.
2: (laughs) Um, And the third story in this category is that NASA has announced it will allow tourists to stay on the American side, not the Russian side, the American side of the International Space Station for the low, low price of $35,000 a night. And Luke was really marveling at what a reasonable price $35,000 $35,000 a night is and what I was thinking about was yeah but you don't stay for one night you're not like I'm gonna be here for a night and then I'll catch the next shuttle back
0: you might be
1: there for like months
0: housekeeping
1: $35,000 $35, a night but that's for a couple right so it's really seventeen five, which is totally reasonable right all I kept thinking is there are people in the world who uh, lots of people in the world who don't make that much in a year. A lot of people in the United States that don't make that much in a year. It's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. That's and they were trying to figure out the business
2: plan of how the space station could possibly turn a profit, only charging thirty five thousand dollars a night. And I was like, it's not like they have to pay their mortgage, and that's why they're <laughs> to their space landlord
0: <laughs> Right now, they're getting zero dollars a night. You dumbass. <laughs>
3: Well, with our like great leader, um, who thinks that wait, what is it that the moon is a part, part of, of Mars? Mars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is just—I mean—make some money because it's all going. Down I'm pretty the tube. sure he we was talking about money. budget. You know what I mean? I—I I think I think so. It
0: was not just to defend a extremely such a monster, poorly. But he,
2: yeah, he's a terrible cons- writer too. <laughs> Somewhat inarticulate, I would Somewhat. say, at expressing his viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should just try and get as many people into space as possible now. Just load <laughs> yeah. up the space just station. Get them out of here. Yep. All right. Mike has something important to talk about.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, this section, instead of these messages, will be done in a minute. Uh, is Oreo diluting its brand by introducing tons of new flavors? Yes, <laughs> but... Should they care? Because when you go to the cookie aisle, they occupy about, I don't know, um, half of it mm-hmm. with all yeah. of their flavors camping out in there. So you compare that to, you know, when I was a kid and they had one kind of Oreo and it had one place in the aisle. So let's think about uh, how much money they were making then versus how much money they're making now. Because those those flavor, if those flavors weren't selling, those supermarkets would not be stocking them. So even though a lot of them sound just awful, just Mm -hmm. awful to me, most of them do. I like a regular Oreo, maybe a golden, but the double stuffed was a bridge too far for me. So obviously I haven't gone, you know, like at the picnic, I'll I'll try a bunch of these bullshit flavors, of course, but I haven't gone down the Oreo road. You know, mm. I, I, I like the, uh, I still like the original. I, I love I love the original, you know, I, when I was a kid and my mom would get Hydrox. I would just, like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, come Hydrox. on, Come on, mom. How much
3: cheaper is it?
0: Like. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is, is I did some research on it uh, back in the day. Cause I, I can't remember why, but we named one of our takedown shows um, up on my Hydrox horse or something. Cause I think <laughs> I, um, Matt thought I was trying to be cheap.
1: I thought Hydrox came first.
0: Yes, it did come first and it was the more premium brand, but somehow they yeah. they they lost out to Oreo the and then name. eventually, you know, they had to go deep discounting and disappointing the hell out of like a ten year old uh McFries. <laughs> so you know, I agree, yeah. They're diluting their brand, but um are they making tons of money doing it? <laughs> of course. Of course they are. Good for them.
2: What I was thinking about when Luke and Andrew were talking about this, but is they were coming at it from a place of when I was a kid, when I was a kid, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would be so excited when my mom would bring home. And I'm like, well, you just betrayed yourself because who is making the purchasing decisions here? Not 10-year-old Luke mm-hmm. and Andrew. Yeah. It's their moms. And so I I don't think the argument about how kids aren't going to have as big an attachment to Oreo because of all the different flavors i don't really think that's the point it's that the people who grew up with oreos see the green tea flavor or the lemon or the star spangled banner with the pop rocks which i did try and they're like oh my god look at that funky new flavor of oreo let's try it i just i don't think it's the kids driving the decisions on these
3: yeah i think that you're Mm -hmm. probably right and also it's just like a I feel like it's a gimmick to get social media attention also. right? Like, I don't necessarily think that they're putting all their money behind pumpkin Oreos or whatever. Actually, pumpkin they might, but like, you know, some weirdo flavor or candy corn. I feel like it just, just kind of keeps Oreo forefront in your mind. So then you're like, oh, or I, you know what? I'd rather have yeah. a regular Oreo, so I'm going to go get mm-hmm. regular Oreos. hmm um, I'm sure there's some like marketing gimmicky gimmickry behind I'm not
1: it. much of a sweets person, but I am really susceptible to Oreo marketing. So if I hear about Oreos or <laughs> see something, I have to like next time I'm at Target, I'm going to get and I'm into double stuff like even I think there's a mega stuff now. That's my jam. I tried them. They're I, tried I love them. them. The mega stuff. <laughs> I love them. And I keep them hidden in my car cuz Gregory's got diabetes. So it's getting too hot for that and I'm going to be upset if I can. I'm sorry. I'm so, yeah, too hot. I'm sorry I'm so rude mm-hmm. that I just laughed at Gregory. No. At <laughs> You're laughing that I have to hide food from him. <laughs> and, and, and this is a theme that has continued in my life cuz I used to have to lock my snack drawer with a padlock in Texas.
0: Diabetes is hilarious. Um I, I've had it for 20 years I've never stopped laughing. It's amazing. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I um I wasn't really much of a I I like the creamy part of the Oreo because so I was into the double stuff. I really was way more of a like a Chips Ahoy person. Like I that is my go to. I like Oreos like I like one Oreo, but I want a sleeve of Chips Ahoy. So I don't know. I think I would always get Oreos so I would not eat the whole Mm -hmm. thing.
2: My grandma used to get Chips Ahoy. And remember in the 80s, the advertising slogan was bet you bite a chip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How how many chips were in the Chips Ahoy? And so I would sit at Grandma's and think, "Bet you bite a chip." And I was thinking, "I bet I don't." So I spent (laughs) a long time nibbling the edges of Chips Ahoy, being, see, didn't bite a chip, didn't bite a chip.
3: (laughs) I do the same thing when have Have y'all ever seen when you're driving down the highway? It's like, like think online or think billboard advertising doesn't work. It just did. And I'm like, it didn't work (laughs) on I
1: always think. I I used to get defiant about the the show All Things Considered because it would come on near dinner time and when I was a surly teenager I'd be like, Oh, really all things? Are they considering that we're having ground beef again for dinner? No. (laughs) Consider that
2: NPR I actually do this in my classes at the gym because the the um, instructors are fond of saying things like, you can do anything for 30
1: seconds. Yes. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> like
2: breathe in space?
1: Yep. What is this contrary nature that we have?
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right are we done with ostensibly oreo talk Uh huh. um (laughs) well i think it was good um and i'm very impressed with you mike that you didn't go down a certain route when we were talking about double stuff yeah thank you i know you were thinking (laughs) it (laughs) um okay on we're moving on quickly um this was actually a topic that they talked about that I thought was sort of interesting and I kind of wanted them to go down a little bit more, but um, Luke was offered a chance to profile Tim Allen um, for CBS Sunday morning and he turned it down, which honestly he turned it down because he really did not have time for it. But Mm. also um, another reason is that he's talked so much shit about him that it was, I think he thought it was like a conflict of interest sort of, but um, I thought it was interesting because I think that, it was right for him to turn it down besides the fact that he didn't have time. I mean, you know, it's okay to talk to and interview people that you don't fully fully agree with, but I don't know. Tim Allen is kind of a shitty person mm-hmm. and he's really famous. He was good in Galaxy Quest. He my was. dad loved it. My dad loved Home Improvement and I, you know, I love the Toy Story movies and he's good in it. He's a good voice, but he's a shitty person. Um and uh, y- you know, he I'm kind of proud of Luke for saying no to that. Like it would have been a high profile thing. And I actually think his interview with Mindy Kaling has put him on the map a little bit. Cause a lot of people watched it. Um, but, and this would have been another high profile thing where it's like, he is the one that's getting the celebrity interviews. You know, he's getting the, he's really good with them and natural with them. But this one, he, I was kind of proud of him for turning it down. And I, you know, I think that Luke can be, uh, you know, a little bit selfish and a little bit, uh, myopic. But with this, it's like, he actually saw that this probably is not a right fit. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, and it just made me go down like a Tim Allen rabbit hole. And there was a time where Tim Allen had like the number one TV show and the number one movie in the late nineties. Cause, and it was the Santa Claus, I think And it just is such a weird time when he is such a big deal And he just isn't anymore. Although, I think his show gets pretty big ratings on Fox. But it's just in my, like, you know, little microcosm of my world, Tim Allen is a non-entity. Except for being, you know, in Toy Story movies.
1: I think that must be the two and a half men audience. Yeah, maybe. have nothing else to watch. Um, I
3: watched
2: my share of Home Improvement. Yes, Yes, I I kind of liked it. Back in the day, it was
1: the right age to <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, there really isn't anything to it. But when you're that age, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, but like Al was my favorite character.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course. Not Tim.
3: I liked Wilson, right? Is that his name? I yeah. I like the mom. And I, of course, well, JTT was like a little bit too young for <laughs> me. But I did think he was cute. But he was like a, a scooch too young. But yeah, it was, you know... The, if TV, there wasn't that many options. If TV was on then, you're like, all right, it's prime right. time TV time. We're going to watch Home Improvement. And if you were a family that watched television, then that's like kind of what you were watching. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. It was really, really, really popular. And it was on for a really long time.
1: And uh, Meredith, didn't it take place in Detroit? I think it was supposed to be in the, well, yeah, in the suburbs, suburbs. of course. It wouldn't be in Detroit. He's Tim Allen. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but actually, in a way, I mean, I'm kind of glad he turned it down because it would have been weird. But I want, I mean, it's CBS Sunday morning and Luke's right. They're not like they're not doing a profile of a celebrity to be like, tell me about your drug arrest or, you know, tell right. me about your controversial views on immigration or <laughs> why are you like not that? funny and still popular? <laughs> I saw this picture uh, of like all of the Toy Story cast, like the voice cast together for whatever they're doing all the press tour and I'm sure it was just capturing a moment but I don't know why Tom Hanks just looked like like he was (laughs) sort of exhausted by the whole thing and it's interesting because I was thinking about when the first Toy Story came out it was like Tom Hanks, Tim Allen like they were kind of on equal I mean Tom Hanks will always be a bigger movie star but as far as sort of name recognition they were on equal footing and now I'm like oh it's so weird that Tim Allen's still doing this. Yeah, I guess they need his voice, though. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Buzz
1: Lightyear is a big deal. Gotta do it.
2: Yep. Well, I also, I'm happy that Luke turned it down. I was thinking that this is, we are watching him climb the ladder at CBS Mm -hmm. Sunday morning because he started out, you know, Mm -hmm. doing features on ketchup
1: Mm -hmm. and whatever. (laughs) whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sort of goofy human interest stories and stuff, and now he's getting the celebrity interview beat and i you know i'm proud of him for achieving this
1: mm-hmm.
3: i am too i am too and it's really like perseverance and just kind of getting after it and honestly even though he does probably work too much or take some sort of silly stuff i think that's he's just putting himself out there which is like what you have to do your face just has to be a constant in everybody's yeah. life and i think and he's got some, point, some good
1: interview yeah. skills like i'm, I'm glad that yes. he's doing this somewhere because he's not doing it on tbtl <laughs> well, exactly.
3: And, and I, when I was watching the Mindy Kaling one, it, you know, all the other people on, and I love CBS Sunday Morning because it's very soothing and it's not, it's not jarring at all for your Sunday mornings, but he definitely doesn't have the like standard, tell me about your childhood. You know, he is funny. I mean, Luke's funny and he's a good, I think he's mm-hmm. a good interviewer. So I think it's, I think it's cool that he's bringing that energy to CBS Sunday Morning. All
0: right. All right all that positivity <laughs> that's that's gone now and earmuffs um okay this week in disgusting uh, andrew um very ritualistically it seems was cleaning his ears um oh. and having a lot of pleasure <laughs> in talking about not only he not only was having pleasure talking about it but it sounded like the the act itself was almost orgasmic to me yeah that's but, why um, it was
1: creeping me out i i just
0: couldn't i just couldn't figure out where he was going with it you know and i was like is he doing this is he really going to talk about this <laughs> in this way
1: yeah this was yucky and i, I gotta <sighs> i gotta insert a little bit of a science fact you don't need to I was do say, this <laughs> and and <laughs> hydrogen peroxide is not good for tissue if you if you don't have anything wrong with your ears it's not going to probably hurt you but if you have like an infection or something it can make things worse um, and there's also no reason to do it i've been lectured extensively about this um uh, by my doctor and because i like using q-tips or i did um but it was making oh, things worse because you can push stuff in there and so she's like, just rinse it out with warm water in the shower every once in a while. That's all you have to do. Don't do anything else. Don't put anything in there. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. All right.
3: Fine. Oh, fine.
1: <laughs> I do love I like. It's like, just the tip, just a I little know. bit in there. And if I get back in the habit and I go for my checkup, she's like, have you been doing it again? I'm like, no. Yes.
3: Yes. I'll just do like the out, like the, like, you know, top, just get the whatever, outside. Yeah, know. that's fine. Outside part. But then I start to like, mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly, yeah, it's like, no, stop. And it, it
1: feels like you're doing something good, but you're not. You're, you're pushing it further no, in there and it's bad for you. I know. And you can hurt yourself like in girls. Remember that episode? Oh, it was so that awful. That keeps me off of Q-tips so because it was oh. so cringy. If If you guys haven't seen <laughs> so, it, she gets stuck in her ear because oh, she pushes so too awful. hard. It's It's <laughs> brutal.
2: But guys, Andrew likes the bubbling feeling. Well, Uh,
0: I'm having trouble functioning now due due to the nature of this. This is just, it's getting to me. (laughs) Sorry. um, I never thought I'd be happy to move on to a poop story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doctors thought a woman had a brain tumor, but it was actually a tapeworm, which I had no idea was possible. Um, What are... What a relief! Actually, like if 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 they'd cut into Emily's brain and just pull the tapeworm out of there—really, <laughs> really, really gross—but you know, no ray, no radiation, no chemo—you know, super gross—and you have to live with that gross thing. But she, you know, she would probably dine out on that story the rest oh, of her yeah. life. You know, brain cancer, yawn. I had a tapeworm in my brain. <laughs> so, um, I what I what I loved most about that story though was the woman just trying to warn everyone off you know hysteria uh you're not going to get a tapeworm I mean, chances are you and nobody you know and nobody they know and nobody maybe ever in the world is going to have this happen again so don't go around every time you get a headache saying you have a tapeworm in your brain because like my 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 mother-in-law still won't eat red meat because of mad cow disease she, <laughs> no she won't eat hamburger because of mad cow disease and it's like what how long has it been since we've had a case here in the in the U.S. Uh, a while. It's been a while. But people get you know you get something stuck in your brain and you just think this is you know, I, Everybody just thinks how things are going to relate to them when they don't think well. Actually, it's never going to be me. And if it is me, uh, you know, I'll I'll just, I'll openly admit. Hey, I was I was I was wrong about the tapeworm thing. I, I got one in my brain. I I really I didn't think I was going to get it. I really Doc, I it was a million to one shot, I guess, but uh I I was a tapeworm brain denier until you, you showed it to me. So anyway, I'm getting a little worked up about this, but um
1: The idea of having um like a foreign thing in your body is is weird enough. As a former tumor owner, you just sort of want it out, even even though you know it's just your own cells, I can't even imagine how panicked i would be if i found out there was a tapeworm in my brain just crack it open and get it out like a coconut i don't care just get it out you know (laughs) this is horrifying okay when i found out i had liver tumors (laughs) there was not really any great amount of urgency i was in some pain but i could have handled it um but i was like next week let's do this next week i don't want this in me anymore (laughs) it just gave me the creeps and it was just a tumor a benign tumor this creeps me out way more than ear Mm. stuff
3: see I have like two minds about it one the tapeworm aspect of it like makes me kind of like want to faint a little bit because it's just yeah like you were saying just this live whenever I see pictures and I don't even know if they're real but it's like a tree was growing and you know he ate a seed and like a tree was sprouting in somebody's like lungs or whatever I know it's probably not real but it makes me
1: like kind of like it grosses me out Parasites are awful. Parasites are horrible. (sighs) There's always a segment on them in haha segment in uh, microbiology classes (laughs) and it's the most horrifying like teachers will put up slides my professors in college would put up the most horrifying slides of worms like in people's eyes and coming out of them and oh! it's just enough to make you, you it ruins your lunch say that. i fear my kids getting pinworms
3: because it's so prevalent among little mm. kids and i'm like please god please god no please um the but the one thing about this that i thought was so stupid and we've sort of talked about it this is why i'm like not really a germaphobe because Luke is under the impression that he can control like his own cleanliness by his hand washing, which obviously everybody should wash their hands. Obviously, wash your hands because you can't control that. But you're touching anything, not even just the door handle, just like the wall. Or you're not scrubbing
1: your hands with really hot water and soap for two minutes. Yeah, we've uh, already determined that he doesn't know how to wash his hands. And he thinks that it sterilizes your hands. It does not. It reduces the number of organisms on your hands if you do it right. It doesn't, yeah. you know, you're not pouring bleach over your, you're soaking your hands in bleach, I think is what you'd have to do to disinfect them. I Ooh.
3: just, I kind of get sort of, um, it's like everywhere. There are germs everywhere. You know, you, you're not controlling everybody's hygiene. Uh, so I, I can't get so grossed out about it or worried that like poop is going to get into, I assume that I think. You know, there's poop on my hands or whatever. I mean, or just like there's germs on my body and that's just the way it is. And I can't get consumed by it because it's inevitable. It's a
1: quantity thing and it's a type of bacteria thing, right? There are ones that are harmless and there are ones that are bad. Um, If you get enough of the bad ones, like a whole lot of the bad ones, into your body somehow, usually by touching your face with your dirty hands, then you're going to get sick. Otherwise, you're fine.
3: Yeah, totally.
1: Share the thing
2: that you put in Slack Meredith,
1: what did I put in Slack? Oh yeah.
2: About where you found. Oh, I was,
1: I did a microbiology lab in college and they gave us a, a project to go scour the building and take swabs of stuff. We were learning how to do, uh, to swab, um, agar and grow, uh, organisms. So I went and I swabbed the buttons on the elevator and it was just, it was worse than the bathroom. People were like, ha, 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 like, go straight to the bathroom. It'll be disgusting. It was not. Bathrooms are cleaned constantly. Um, it was the elevators. Yeah. It was the door handles. It was that sort of stuff that grew the most stuff. And it just grew like this whole jungle of bacteria on my plate. I mean, when you said that,
2: I thought, of course, of course, whoever wipes down the elevator Nobody. Buttons. Ever.
1: Nobody. And everyone touches them all day long. And everyone touches them. yeah
2: see this is an argument for taking the stairs well then you maybe (laughs) have to
1: touch a door handle right this is an argument for washing your hands often that's what it is yep and my and my yes that and and in my office it's kind of freaky
3: but they have like you like tell the guy like i'm going to the 17th floor and then the elevator comes and you just like ride it to the 17th floor which is creepy because you feel trapped there's no buttons that you push Um, oh oh, it's like a siri controlled elevator basically i mean you you tell like the security i mean there is oh actually there's a, human a person being. and there is you know now that i think about it there is a touch screen that you hit like 17 on the little touch screen thing but uh but there's no buttons in the in the mm. elevator it's weird because you get in well i'm kind of used to it now but you get in you're kind of like well i'm supposed to hit something but uh i, I don't know why they do it i don't know if it makes it faster or controls like which elevators are coming but I don't know. Maybe it's also for They health. installed
1: a thing in ours, re- now that I think about it, where you just press the floor that you're going to ahead of time. You press it on the wall before the elevator comes, yeah. and then it sends yeah. the right one, and it brings you there. So you don't push mm. any yeah. buttons once yeah. you get inside, but you do have to push one outside. Yeah, That's exactly. it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Elevator talk. <laughs> Back to the, to the um, subject at hand, the uh, tapeworm in the brain, they... Mm, I don't want to say they made fun, but they kind of had a little sport of, of the lady whose worms were her beat. Um, oh, yeah. The, the journalist who brought for the tapeworm story, they, they were like, I can't, she's writing about worms all day long. Well, that led to one of my favorite throw your phones this <laughs> oh. week, of course, from Sam. It's real rich for two men known for garbage, diet and poop talk to slam journalist Lindsay Beaver's tapeworm <laughs> beat. By the way, uh, not still not entirely convinced they went to Australia. <laughs> Chip talk and almost kangaroo sightings are hashtag content that could have been faked anywhere. Just call me an Australia ten truther. All caps. Release the emails for excited <laughs> marks.
3: Yep. <laughs> I liked, and I also really liked Bobby's uh, reply to Sam, which I will read, even though it's not officially part of the TV or the TIP canon. It's, you call that a knife? Jet fuel can't melt a knife. <laughs> 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 it was so stupid. yet yeah, Very funny.
2: Well, she does. Lindsay Beaver does seem to write, mm-hmm. has written a few stories about tapeworms, but she's like a general assignment reporter for the Washington Post so I mean I think if you read a story about tapeworms the archive is going to be like you might like mm-hmm. more stories about so it's not like she's writing tapeworm stories every week it's <laughs> that she's written three it's
1: the website has an algorithm the end uh, all right are we done with poop talk Let's hope yes
0: I'm, to- I'm so done with, with that segment I'm sorry I, I I'm sorry. I volunteered to host that segment I wasn't up to it I'm, I apologize to everyone I have my emesis bag ready to go <laughs>
2: we forgive you in dream catcher catcher this may have been my favorite dream that andrew has recounted ever (laughs) granted it's a low bar but clearly he still has some stuff he's working through from the australia trip because he had a dream that they were in australia and luke somehow got (laughs) hold of a kangaroo that he was going to keep as a pet he had on a leash But then for some reason, Luke had to go. And so he was like, here, Andrew, you have to take care of this kangaroo now. And Andrew was like, what? (laughs) And it's such like a clear indication of their relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. I thought it was
2: hilarious.
1: Andrew's dreams while they were in Australia were really like topical. Vivid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and obvious in
2: meaning. (laughs) Yeah, you, you don't really need to spend a lot of time with Freud yeah. in order to figure out what's <laughs> no. going on
1: there.
3: Kangaroo is
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Ooh, Hot take. Yeah. Should we move on to TBTL friendos? Um, this week, they t- there was some a good amount of Jeopardy! talk because James Holzhauer was... Um, uh, he he lost fair and square to somebody else on on Jeopardy, and it, it ended his streak. Um, but he did not break Ken Gen's records, and so Ken Gen is still number one. And um, they the more they talked about it, the more Luke realized that uh, when they had had him on the show a couple weeks ago, he was very chill about the possibility of his record being um, one upped. And and Luke starts to think maybe he knows something that they didn't, or that he knew that 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 James wasn't going to win or wasn't going to overtake him. And he suspects this, and then he texts Kenjen on the show. And while I was listening to this, (laughs) I put in our Slack channel, why on earth would Luke think that Kenjen would know (laughs) ahead of time? Because I just, well, and I I guess my point still stands. I don't think that Jeopardy is feeding him information, but it turns out that he did know, and it's because he went to the taping. Well, there's some thought that has gone around about how this was all a big scam by
2: jeopardy where they were i don't know they set it all up so that they could gin up some drama but all along they were going to make sure that james didn't break ken's records i'm like come on
1: guys they don't need to drum up drama alex trebek has pancreatic cancer <laughs> exactly
3: <laughs> i mean that's not funny no, but it's true i, I feel yeah. like people are kind of watching
1: right. to to be like oh uh, like
0: a not as funny as diabetes <laughs>
1: Gregory's still got his legs, it's, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how this country
2: goes into Jeopardy frenzy every mm-hmm. once in a while.
1: It really so does. About once a year, yeah. it's like, huh? Ah, did you watch? <laughs> I ran into my Jeopardy friend in the cafeteria yesterday, two days ago to talk to her about it a little bit and she had some she had some thoughts but you know it it was not that it was faked it was not that it was a conspiracy <laughs> unlike the Australian right, trip which is which definitely is, fake was totally sound stage
3: totally. in Burbank or Culver City I think is where uh Jeopardy's I think that's where Jeopardy is mm. uh filmed so <laughs> they're just in the studios adjacent yeah. to Jeopardy Final thoughts anybody? Well, we didn't talk
2: about this as a topic. But my it, was, it wasn't It was even, I can't believe he told that joke. It was, I can't believe he said that thing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when they got into a discussion of different uh, groupings of animals, the group of owls is a parliament and a parliament of owls, so on and so forth. And they were rabbit holing merrily away on that. And Luke was talking about a murder of crows. I don't even remember how this went. And they were talking about whether it was appropriate to call something a murder of and then they were trying to figure out if a murder was a noun or a verb and Luke said quote I don't think of a murder as a noun because it's a thing you do to somebody
1: (laughs) he said he said thing in the definition of why it's not a thing
2: (laughs) if it has an article in front of it it's a noun (laughs) I mean, it's tricky, right? Because it's both a noun and yeah. a verb, depending on how you use it. I just put that quote into Slack with no comment. And Meredith, you said, so do we blame Jesus Creek or the Jesuits for this one? <laughs>
1: that was before I had listened. I didn't know who said it. I was like, which poor education is to blame for this? But it didn't surprise me that the answer was Jesus Creek. Mm-hmm. Well, 100%.
2: That was just one of those things where I wasn't mad because I was so flabbergasted.
0: I have a theory about uh, Luke's education and why this happens um, and why he's otherwise a seemingly very intelligent um, adult. But the the problem is, like me, he somehow got into UW. So he, he got into a decent college and he got a decent education and probably picked up a lot of worldly knowledge uh, along the way and, and sort of your macro, uh, I don't know, I don't want to get in too deep here, but college is good. You learn a lot. You learn big concepts. You learn you learn big things. But he learned that um, over a base of not little things. He did not. It doesn't seem like with his homeschooling and with Jesus Creek that that there wasn't like a a base of of math and English and just the fundamentals that was laid down. So he's just kind of going by the seat of his pants and. I would say he's he's a he's a highly intelligent person but the the holes in his game go back to to primary education. Mm-hmm. Um in essence, I think. Yeah, like the
1: base of but. his pyramid of
0: knowledge is kind of shaky. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Totally. I think that's a good yeah. I
3: think it's a good explanation.
2: I mean, didn't they take him out of they quote-unquote homeschooled him for like even 6th grade? What was a, Essentially, Susie just took him out of school. Right. She wasn't really. Yeah, he wasn't being homeschooled. He was being no schooled.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine she was like, okay, the rest of my like eight kids or whatever, like go away. I'm gonna school Luke in sixth right. grade. You know, math and science. That's not happening. No, she was like, here's the newspaper if you want it. <laughs>
1: go sell it by the side of the road when you're done. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's what's so frustrating about him is that he's clearly so smart, Mm -hmm. but he, Mike, you're 100% right, is that he just talks nonsense sometimes because he's missing some of the basics. All right, who put this in must
1: listen? That looks like some Bobby work. (laughs) Andrew.
2: (laughs) Uh, well, we discussed a lot about what would be the must listen this week, and we couldn't settle on anything. So it turns out the must listen for the week is the gist.
3: <laughs> no, no, absolutely
2: not.
1: <sighs> All right, let's let's move yeah. on to housekeeping. Uh, Please check out our merch at littleredbandwagon.com. We've got some awesome stuff and you're going to want to have a t-shirt for the picnic or a tote bag. I use my tote bag all the time. I love it. I know I've said this before, but I still love it. It's the biggest one that I have and it's like, it's got a nice kind of squarish bottom. So it's not just a book bag. Um, Our archive project is still going on. As we mentioned, it will be going on forever and ever. So please contact Christy if you want to get involved in helping (laughs) with that. And use our Amazon link if you're going to buy anything from Amazon, which I know you are. It's littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Make that your bookmark, and we'll get a few pennies every time that you buy something. And we appreciate those pennies very much. They get us out of a lot of jams. And I did not look at what's the earbuds and earworms for this week. So go like their Facebook page, and you'll know. Yacht rock. Yacht rock. Okay. seems
3: appropriate. It's yachting mm-hmm. season. I'm going to go get on my own personal yacht pretty soon and <laughs> sail away to better climbs um okay y'all get involved sorry <laughs> I like <adapt. laughs> how long I had tapped can? I had tapped away <laughs> and then I couldn't find it so I was like shit okay get involved little bandwagon.com is our website uh throw y'all know how to use it you love it uh we want some more of it y'all are great and you you help sustain us even when it's negative we still love it keep it coming um join our facebook group and the show twitter is at lrb podcast email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL that's 802-432-8285 uh, you can fax Bobby your butt or, as I said before, if you want to, like, make up a fake cruise line that you want to give him a free mm. trip to, you can fax that as well <laughs> um, at 617-354-8513. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party.
0: We love you, Jen.
1: Nailed it.